Welcome everyone to the 15th episode of the New Gen Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan Kozell here with Nick Tartaglia. Uh, buddy, we took, a, we took a nice little week off. I understand that you were away for a little bit and uh, it was the 4th of July. It was Canada Day. Everyone was kind of just like trying to get away from reality. So, so how, how you been? I've been good. <clears throat> I've been uh, just trying to focus a bit on my book right now trying to get that out there did a podcast this week with a gentleman uh just talk about my podcast and i just talk about why well, we talked about the podcast i talked about the book because the podcast is what led me to writing it so it helped there yeah so i just did that and honestly just been trying to network now I'm just taking the time to because everybody's starting to meet each other even though i feel there's a second wave that's about to really kick it because of bars and restaurants um what was I, it? Lavoot? Lavoot got some kind of... There was well, like there's Miles End. Miles End. There was another one at Zistrante. Uh, there's a bunch of bars. There's two parties that were found of like 50, ki- 50 kids that were partying. And so because of that, now they implemented a new rule that after midnight, bars can no longer serve... Uh, cannot serve anything. And then by 1 a.m., everybody has to be gone. Uh, or else you get a massive fine and then you have to respect hundred percent, the two meter rule and the 50% capacity. It's like crazy now. Wow. And it's going to shut down again because honestly, the only place that's spreading mostly is restaurants and stuff. So, so I, it's funny. I actually went, I've, I was downtown Montreal, I think last weekend, I was just weird walking around. Like I had a mask on, but you know, people, it's, it's like as if nothing is going on. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I agree. There's probably, there probably will be a second wave. Canada's kind of flattened that first, first curve. The U S unfortunately is still in that first wave. Um, but you know, there's a lot of stuff happening now that's just like, it's got me thinking. I think it's got you thinking too, uh, as to where people are getting their information from. Uh, Yeah, it's, (laughs) Everything is starting to, there's so much dissociation between people itself. It's like, who do I trust? Do I trust the government? Do I trust companies? Do I trust myself? Do I trust my friends? Do I trust my family? Which source do I go on to? Which one is most relevant? Which one's most objective? There's so many factors right now that literally is becoming, I think, I think the real game nowadays has to become to learn how to filter information. It literally has to be that. We're, I agree. Cause this is, you know, we we're officially in the information age. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I was being mass told, mass production information, like, like 20, 2013, I was being told like, yeah, we're, we're transitioning into the information age. I was like, what do you mean? Like we, we, we have a laptop, we have tablets, we Google, have technology. And now, now there's just like all this information that I find there's a lot of people right now that'll just take anything in look at it and just say like, Oh, this is true. Reddit now. Now we have Reddit. We have, have, so we have Reddit, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Then you have, and then you have all your news sources. Well, and then there's this new one that just came out uh, last month uh, called parlor uh, in the States, which is very uh, it's, it's literally a direct competitor to Twitter. Um, And I know that we talked about this last or two weeks ago with, you know, Facebook being a platform or a publisher, but, um, Twitter was censoring a lot of sort of conservative ideas uh, and then they censored Trump and this guy comes out with parlor and he's just like, we're just going to allow you to say what you want. Freedom of speech. Obviously we don't endorse violence, um, but a lot of conservatives, and again, this is an election year. So this is the biggest topic, but 
a lot of conservative people are on that platform and it's, it's been gaining a lot of traction. They had one, cool. one week where 500,000 people signed up. Wow. And the is moment it friendly is user friendly. Like uh, it, Twitter? It, it's, it's literally like not word for word copy, but it's like, it's so like, instead of a tweet, it's called an echo, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Like it, it's literally like, even the logo too is like, pointing to the right so it's so you know. so it is, so that right now it's so this moment it's kind of like um, a myspace to facebook moment mm -hmm. where twitter could literally vanish in thin air to this new platform because it didn't just, it didn't want to evolve and give people it, it wanted to have control over things when it, its purpose was to be purely a platform to just allow people to communicate but this is but this is the new age right like everyone's talking about like new new world order and stuff like that and i'm like well wait a minute your life, everyone's individual life is a perception of what you feed yourself every day. A hundred percent. That is your reality. And the problem now is when you go out and you start interacting with people, people who disagree with you, they're either going to talk to you and you'll like have a civil conversation or they'll shut you up because they're like, they don't want to hear it. And I find that this is kind of leading into this new type of way of thinking that might actually be dangerous for, and, for, yeah. for, for anyone trying to just like express an opinion that might be 100%. different. And it has a dangerous impact on the way people perceive what is capitalism, on the way people would perceive the way the economy is, the way people perceive wealth accumulation, the way people perceive companies. All of this is now heavily impacted. People think that the rich only get richer. But look, when you look at stats, there's been in the last... 20 years there have been more billionaires created than ever before you know it's not like the billionaires that were there 30 years ago became trillionaires no now you have more billionaires you have more millionaires that's why we talk about when you properly leverage capitalism and you properly use the economic the economic tool we have you create more wealth and you have to make sure that the more people can tap into it the more wealth gets created and that's hence the infrastructure talk we had about right yeah if you do it well, there's more opportunities for more people to create wealth. So again, the way you're perceiving is based on political misinformation, on the way people want to perceive things without understanding things. Capitalism creates. That's its only intent. And it's free game for everybody. You just provide a service. You provide information. You do something that people want. You'll make money. And I think this is kind of where we're at. A, and I've been saying this for, for two months now. We're kind of at a tipping point in civilization where, um, you know, like we either make history right now or we're about to become put in history as one of the dumbest generations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's, I think it's much deeper than that because, you know, the information overload that's happening, people will believe anything. Yeah. And you and I, like, we'll look at stuff. You know, I'll be fully honest. I follow, there's two pages on Instagram that I follow that are like, you know, they're pro conspiracy stuff. But if you do, if you look at it and you start doing, but, the you, leg filter, work, but you do your filtering. Absolutely. Right. I ask, I ask questions. I don't draw conclusions. When you draw conclusions, then it's like, that's when you're just like, okay, well, t take a step back, take your bullshit filter off and like, let's reassess the situation. You, I follow people I dislike, just want to see what they say. And then if I, if I want to go with it, I go with not, I'm like, okay, well, you're just lost right now. And I just move on. But right. I want, there's people that I want to pay attention to just because I know where they stand. I know how they connect. I know that they're in the middle and they impact a lot of people or this and that. And regardless of whether or not I believe what they say, well, I still want to follow you because I just want to see what you're thinking and what you're saying. Exactly. But, and 
the the challenge too as well is and there's no surprise in this but school has a way to shape your thinking yeah absolutely to a certain way um and when from and this is just i'm speaking on behalf of myself here okay maybe you can chime in we can discuss this but when you're in school you're taught to think a certain way yeah. right as soon as i kind of got out of that bubble especially when I finished university, I realized I was like, there's a lot of disinformation that I've been told. That's like slowly inhibited my way of like trying to get to where I want to be. Right. And that's what it comes down to. Right. So what we're seeing now is there's actually more homeschooling going on. Yeah. A lot of parents are just like, I do not want to send my kids to school um, because there's like a brainwashing effect. And again, I'm just, this is just from, you know, having discussions with successful people uh, in various industries. They're like, I don't want to send my kids to. Remember, remember the most, some of the most successful people we have on in the capitalistic system in, ter- in companies and this and that, they all say it. The educational system is not designed to create effective critical thinkers. It's not designed mm-hmm. to create leaders. It's not designed anything. It's, it's designed based on an old system. And the reality is now you have teachers that go and they specialize in certain fields they don't understand the reality of the system, but because they were taught certain things, they then assume they're experts. So what they'll do is then they'll speculate and they'll create their own perception and bias based on the way they believe things are based on their field of study without real application. And then they'll go on and continue teaching other generations. And then those generations believe based on their perception of things. So, so, so this, this is like the perfect question to ask like right now is like, when you're sitting and you're listening to somebody, the question you should be asking is where, where did this individual get their information from? Did they get it from reading an outside source? Did they get it from reading some bullshit propaganda? Did they get it from a conspiracy or did they get it from themselves by actually building something? You know what? You know what? I, I, I find that being on the educational topic there, I find that school now, a big part of theoretical programs or theoretical classes, if you're going to have a theoretical class, which heavily disconnects from the applicable aspect of things, if you're going to have that uh, as a program in school, it has to be heavily focused on discussion and critical thinking. That has to be main focus. You can't be, it can't be, okay, the teacher says, well, men are responsible. Men are responsible for women not being, 100% 100% equal in every aspect of society. I want you to write a paper on why men are responsible. No, you're, you're already forcing them to have to assume they're responsible. Make them say, is it or could it be an evolutionary factor or could it just be based on the fact that because a thousand years ago, things were different and then it kind of took time to build into it. In the last 20 years of evolution, we've had a society completely shifted things, which gave us more possibilities and now there's still a gap. But a lot of teachers, they force an assumption and then they make things, they make students think on that assumption without building up their own assumption. And that's created sort of this new generation to a degree of, let's be honest, like there's a lot of cancel culture happening. And I agree with Trump's, uh, what he decided, what he made a statement he made there. Which one? Uh, he made a statement saying that the, the, res- the Fed is going to reconsider taxes on the educational system in the United States for universities and campuses 
where they believe that students do not have the right to openly speak and engage in critical thought, that they will not get the benefit of the treasury. So what does that mean exactly? So check, I'll read, I'll, I'll get the post exactly because I have it here. And then we'll talk about sort of the, yeah, I'll read the, exactly news, the news in the market that's going <laughs> to probably I, send this company's stock tanking. To I, because I definitely agree with this. So hold on. So if I go to my... I guess, I guess while we wait, I think it's also important to continuously keep asking questions on the sources that you're reading, right? Yeah. You know? how, do, how do you go to your, sto- your stories? <laughs> Activity? I've never went to all my stories. I posted on Instagram. Discover Insight. Your archive? You oh, yeah. Archive. Story? Archive. 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 You're such a non-millennial, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I post everything, but I never go back into what I post. <laughs> uh, where's this Trump? So he made a statement, which I honestly don't disagree with. It was because this allows, this levels out the playing field for everybody in my field and my perspective that you can't be afraid. Then it becomes a matter of intellect. Intellect will always win after. In open discussions, intellect always wins. But when you start limiting who and how they talk, now you're, now you're just making it difficult for intellectuality to conquer. Jesus, where is this post? Well, here's what it is, right? And I think I know where you're getting to. It's, it's, it's just having discussions on campus, right? Um, Big time. And especially now, it, it's being amplified like crazy now because there is an election in the U.S. And um, for those of you listening in Canada that think that this election doesn't matter, um, policy-wise, it probably doesn't. But I think socially, it's going to have a significant amount of effect on the way people think and interact. Um, but we've gone to a point now where it's like, here's all this information. Let's talk about it. I disagree with you. Shut up. You know? It's like, you're, you're done. I'm done talking to you. I don't need to explain myself. It's like, you can do your own research. It's, it's, it's ironic. You know why? Because I, they say, oh, equality, you know, make a system better. Uh, to make a system better, to have equality, everybody has to have an open conversation with each other. Thank whether, you. Whether you discuss, whether you agree yes. or disagree, if you want the system to be fair as a whole, everybody has to be able to have a conversation. Whether or not you, dis- you agree or not is irrelevant because of the fact that everybody's part of it. If you don't want to have a conversation, you don't want to engage in intellectuality, and critical thinking with other people, whether you agree or disagree, then get out of the system. Because then at the end of the day, you, you simply are a child who just wants what you want and that is it. Then who's, for, you're, who's, to, who's like, to blame there though? Is it the kid's fault or is it the parent's fault? <laughs> honestly, it's a mix of so many things now. It's, it's, one, it's boomers allowed us to become too sensitive. Uh, children, should, children should always, and they should, there should be no winners. Children should, everything should be equal. Everything should be fair. Everything this, everything that. They, they babied us. So we become so weak to, criti- to criticism. We become so weak to wanting to pursue greatness. We become so weak to just so many things now that like, look at us. We're just a disaster generation. <laughs> just- I, I, gotta, I gotta say thanks to my parents because they, they definitely whipped me into shape. Uh, for, I guess this moment really is just to really, you know, not, not take crap from people and really stand up for yourself because this is what, this is what it's come to. Right. Um, so while we wait for Nick to kind of find the, the, the Trump stuff, cause he's a bit slow today. I don't know why. Um, okay. So here, I'm just saying, uh, where is it? Quote. Okay. Here you go. No, I thought I had it. You're teasing the whole audience. Um, while, while we wait, I think it's just important to really identify that we are in a very critical time in society um, where disinformation is abundant. 
And the total amount of disinformation probably outweighs our mental capacity. Um, and the other thing too, and again, I'm speculating here, but I think it's safe to assume that there is a lot of funding from special interest groups happening to help push this information to send various beliefs into people's well, minds. Well, think of it. it, it it's it. just, it has to make sense. Well, look, again, we, I would need to present a case. I would need to provide evidence. I need to do this. Guys, open your eyes a little bit, okay? It's a pretty valid piece of speculation. Look, the, the assumption on you're making is not wrong because think of it this way. Back in the day, that's how they did with the, the people did it with the political system to begin with. They, 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 they funded certain people to push certain type of agendas. But now they, what they, the, realism, the realistic of the system is this, is of the reality of now is, well, the political system doesn't really dictate much in terms of what we consume in terms of information. It's social media. So now the new agenda has to be, well, if you want to create perceptions, if you want to create a certain form of thinking, you have to target social media. That's the only way to get your people. It's not, it's not politics anymore you have to target. Right. And that's kind of where mainstream news is kind of losing traction, right? Because um, in the last four years, there's been an inflow of media companies that have just exploded online who have not taken the television route at all. Um, I know bar obviously Barstool Sports was kind of like that big disruptor in the sports space. They're, they're a massive company right now. They're influencing the way people interact. It's like, who's going to watch ESPN? Who's going to watch, you know, all the other American sports? Nobody wants to watch that. Everybody wants to look at Barstool. It's the mm -hmm. same thing with finance. It's the same thing with politics. It's the right? commentary aspect of what they provide. Right. And it's kind of driven. And I actually know somebody who owns uh, a company uh, that is a news company in Canada. It's called the Post Millennial. Um, great guy, Matthew Azriali. If we can bring him on, I'd love to have him on because ah, he's, he's a smart he's a smart guy, and you know he he believes in facts and logic, which is what we we, we prize to. But he he started this company because there was such an such an abundance towards one side of thinking. Right. And I find in this world, you have to have both sides of the sphere. The reality is this because the system is always designed. See, the thing is, the system will always have majorities and minorities. And no matter what way you sense you look at it, you'll be majority thinkers, there'll be minority thinkers. But the thing is this in reality, the minority thinkers, or in terms of critical thought, they'll always be the minority because the majority will always be misinformed. The reasoning is the majority of people don't understand how to filter. The majority of people don't know how to provide critical thought. Why? Because most people, they go about their lives doing what they want to do. They slowly consume certain pieces of information the way they, the way they want to consume it and where they consume it. And they automatically trigger an assumption off it rather than being what most people do. I mean, the, minor, the minority does, which is slowly taking information slowly allow the information to start creating a picture. And then you start speculating based off of that rather than speculating purely off of an idea. Which is a lot of, which, so a lot of, uh, here, here's an example. For example, there was uh, a month ago, there was this post going around for, BL, for Black Lives Matter where this post was saying that for every share, so the, the, the picture itself said, for every reshare, we will donate 10 cents. Okay. To what, to what though? If you just put it to the Black Lives Matter. It was, uh, it was, are, are we, are we going to talk watch. about, are we going to no, talk no, no. about this? Cause like, no, 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 I've got no. watch, 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 watch. <laughs> this, is about the this is about the post itself. So this is right. purely about the post, not even about anything. So check. <clears throat> so the post says for every share, we will donate 10 cents to black lives matter. So then what did I do? I go 
I go, I click on the image. I go to the actual page where they were posting it. First off, the page is pretty much dead. Provided no information. Just says we donate. Didn't say where and didn't provide any linkage. So then you click on it. And then I clicked on the original post. In the original post underneath, it says, you must follow and share. So first off, everybody was just posting, reposting. They weren't sharing. That's already wrong. Two, for every hundred, uh, sorry, for every... Uh, yeah, for every hundred posts, reposts, or sharing, we will provide a dollar. So if you do a dollar divided by a hundred posts, that's one cent a post. But the post on it literally said ten cents. So it was just a, it was just a post, and everybody was sharing it. Everybody, I had to send out like twenty of them saying, "You do realize if you click on it, you go to the actual post. Everything the post says is false comp compared to its description. It's in the description says." A dollar for every hundred repost and follow. The post itself said, and the image said, every fall, every po every reshare, we will give ten cents. That's not right math. It's a, it's one cent. So everybody was just sharing it. But nobody read the actual thing. So it was just, uh, it, it was a disaster. And then after it got realized, oh, it's fake. Well, no shit. All you have to do is click on it and go read, and then you would realize it was fake. You and know, that was one of my perfect examples. You, you know, it's funny. And I know we're veering off into like sort of the political sphere now, just because it's, it's such a center topic point of this, where we're at in society. But um, do you remember that day when um, it was blackout Tuesday? So everyone's Instagram feed oh, yeah. was like a black square. So I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I get it. A guy got murdered. He needs justice. There's an investigation. Let's find out due process. People did it. And I was just like, wait a minute. <coughs> it felt like a silencing of people's voice. And I understand that racism exists. Mm -hmm. I don't think systemic racism is actually prominent yeah, as much as issue. people think. Hold on. Yeah, go. But what, what you just explained is an example of individuals who don't necessarily think critically so what they do is they see something they look at it emotionally and they're like oh i'm gonna reshare it and then i'm gonna oh i just did something i i just did my part for society when in the reality is like you just said if you look at the post if you investigate it if you did if you take another step further take a little deep dive into it you'll realize it's complete like there's there's something wrong there you know what I mean? Like there was some it, form of it's, disinformation. It's, it's ironic that people always want to use the argument of, of um, systemic problems as though the system itself is the problem. When at the end of the day, people, who makes up the system? <laughs> like that's the part that gets to me. It's people. People make up the goddamn system. If the system is, has an issue, it's because the people have a freaking issue. If the people are smart, the system will be smart. If the people are dumb, the system will be dumb. It's literally reflective of the people. You can't argue it any other way because the system only reacts according to how people make it react. If you elect stupid leaders, guess what? Then the system never changes. And then if the people are stupid, Ooh, Zeus, okay? <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it's, a not, it's nothing more than reflection. We humans make up everything we create. We created the system. Therefore, we are the reflection of the system. If you want the system to get better, you have to get smart as a whole. You have to. It's the only way. So, and here, here's the, and we'll leave the systemic racism part out of this, but my last question to this is if, if systemic racism was promising, would, would, would LeBron James be this successful and this well-known? Would, you know, Mike, yeah. would, would Michael Jordan be... Michael Jordan, 
Like, I just want, I'll leave, uh, it's a very open-ended question, but I just want people to realize that as a situation instead yeah. of saying, oh, I'm the victim of my circumstances. Because this, this is where the disinformation starts to funnel into people's minds. I, the one you know? thing I want to say to that is people think of, I want you to have one thought when you're looking to think of this. It's, is this more of a generational issue or is this really everybody? Because at the end of the day, I have zero problems and I've never made a problem out of it. But if most of the problems that exist are based on older, older generational mindsets, that means that you're fight, half of your battle fighting your people that are your, they're your age, you're wasting your energy. Why don't you just focus your attention on making sure that we as millennials, as a collective, are strong as hell. By the time the boomers eventually fade away, guess what? You have exactly what you want. But if you spend half your time fighting people that eventually will fade away and you don't make sure you solidify your position with among your age group and your generation, because we eventually become the apex generation after boomers. Well, guess what? You're still going to be fighting and still going to be having problems. Solidify yourself among us. We are your partners in this, not them. We're your partners right now. And I think that's where an open discussion is like so important just 100%. in general. Right. So, um, I again, found my tweet, by the way, I found the, uh, the, the post. Let's hear it. So the post goes, too many universities and school systems are about radical left indoctrination, not education. Therefore, I am telling the Treasury Department to re-examine their tax-exempt status and or funding, which will be taken away if this propaganda or act against public policy continues. Let's our talk about this. Well, wait, wait. The I've ending is this. The last, the last, he says this. He goes, our children must be educated, not indoctrinated. I mean, look, that's Trump. These are Trump's I, I, words. And I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. I, I don't, I, I want to play devil's advocate with you right now, but you know, just given what I understand of the world and given what I've seen, it's like, I, I agree with them because here's what's happening, right? Don't get me wrong. These educational institutions, you know, if you go to Harvard, if you go to Yale, I've got a few buddies of mine that went to very, they went to Wharton, you know, they went to Yale, they're smart kids, they work hard, they have very great paying jobs right now. And they're, they're going to be successful and they're very critical thinkers. But what's happened now is there's a certain part of these institutions that is actually pushing sort of this ideology that capitalism is evil and that socialism is this why is this happening well you got to dig deeper and i've done the research and i i've i'm to a degree i'm like whoa this is crazy but i'm like okay i'm not surprised in one bit there's a lot of foreign aid coming in from other countries particularly china and this is why trump keeps bashing china he's like this is why they're evil or you know bad for the us but harvard and I'll use Harvard because they've been talked about a lot recently. Harvard's endowment, I think, is about $34 billion. Okay. For those of you who don't know what an endowment is, it's basically a fund that these prestigious universities use to help fund future growth. But they obviously get donations from various institutions. There's been a lot of inflow of Chinese uh, governments uh, north of probably $10 billion of these whole institutions. And you got to... Instead of drawing conclusions, like, let's ask the question, okay, why is this happening? Why is Trump saying that? And where can we fix it? Right? That doesn't mean that I'm saying, oh, hey, China is responsible for this. No, what I'm saying is we need to be skeptical that China is donating money to these institutions. Right? 
And if I say that to somebody who doesn't agree with and I get shut up, then like, where's the conversation? You know what I mean? I, th- I think a lot of the issues we have today is transparency. A hundred percent. And which is, which ironically falls under the category of governance. So under the governing system of what we have within our, uh, within our systemic mindset framework, governance is an important aspect of how we go about ensuring that we have an effective system. An effective system within governance accounts for accountability and transparency. You have to be transparent. The more transparent you are, the less assumptions are created. And the more straight to the point people understand what it is you're doing. When yeah. you start allowing people to assume, that's when misinformation gets a hold of, of thoughts and ideas and people who... Because the thing is, the reality is this. Because we live... Because ironically, the way with what we're doing, we live on social media in the sense that we're constantly absorbing information. That's, that's part of our reality for me and you. We have no choice. If we don't do it, we don't know what the hell is going on in this world. So we have the luxury to constantly be aware of every, uh, so many different variables coming in. To give you kind of like a, a computer, an AI system, right? So an AI system, you're, at the, end, the reason why it's so effective is because you, you, you feed it with so much data. And what the AI system does is it filters it and it decides which information is most valuable, which one is most weighted, and it yields conclusions from it, right? That's the base of it. As a human, our brain has to function the same way when it comes to social media and the way we take in information. With the amount of information out there, if you're only on social media one hour a week, one hour a day, I'm telling you, you're not even getting a fraction of the amount of information coming out. So you going out after and then assuming all sorts of ideas and thoughts without even doing countless hours of research and reading, you're, you're very misinformed and and you're, you're lacking a huge picture in terms of your, your assumptions. Well, it's more of just like you've, you've not completed the full cycle, right? Exactly. You, you haven't completed the full cycle of research. And instead of asking questions, you're already drawing conclusions, right? And, and that, it has to stay. And your, 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 your mind has to continue to be able to adapt and shift to new information. Like, yes, I might conclude something or assume something, but as months go on, shit, you know what? I'm going to forego what I was thinking before and I'm going to evolve my thoughts. I'm yeah. Gonna- and that's, that, that literally is the definition of having an open mind, by the way. It has to, it has to, it has to evolve. That's evolution. The premise yeah. of evolution has to be your body, your mind, your spirit, your, your, the system, the people, everything has to evolve. So th- this is the, the next sort of pillar is like your willingness to take in new information will determine how far or how deep your critical thinking skills are. It's, it's part it's of being just, an investor. You have it, to do it any other way. It, it's, it's the only way. I mean, like, and they don't teach this in schools, man. I had a critical thinking class in business, my first year at business school. And I was just like, what am I learning here? They were literally feeding us that like, you know, uh, you know, business theories, which are important. I get it. Like business theories, you're, you're, we're applying them at work now. I'm applying them in the real world. They're like, they're really, they're really hands-on. But you know, when I asked the teacher like various questions, like I like sort of just challenging, like what her like thinking was, some of these teachers get offended. It's funny because, and it's just like, it's just like, well, wait a minute. I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying my own money or, you know, in the past, my parents' money, yeah. but my parents, myself, were paying money to get some kind of an institution to some kind of a way of thinking. Our tax dollars to pay. Exactly. And Which is I, I, have, I have a teacher that because he disagrees with my level of thinking, that gives him the right to put somebody down. 
I had actually ended up dropping out of this class and going to another teacher because I was like, this guy just doesn't like, he's just so like narrow minded with this stuff, you know? Which is ironic, like, right? Because if you want a critical thought class, you want to be in it, you have to be able to indulge all sorts of thought processes. Yeah. So imagine, and again, speculation, but imagine if there's teachers like this in Canada that are doing this, imagine what other institutions are like. Remember most teachers, honestly, to me, most of the teachers in the educational system have almost no applicable knowledge of real life. Yep. It's all based on theoretical, what your expertise based on the most, academic world. Most, like let's not generalize, but no, no. most, but most. Hey, hey, look, I did my education. I did the whole system. I don't, I have zero teachers that I really made me just think to think. No, it was think my way or else yeah. you don't get your good grade. Or else you don't get a good grade. Which puts and you in a loop of making sure that, well, I have to respect my teacher's wishes. No, the teacher's job should be make sure he thinks in a way that makes sense for the system. He may be wrong sometimes, it's okay, but is he thinking correctly? Is he processing information correctly? Is he concluding correctly? Is he, you know, like that's what it matters is the steps before the actual information is put out into the world. Are those steps done well? But here's the problem. And we're gonna talk about financial markets now and especially with the Wayfair story that just kind of shocked the internet over, over this past weekend. But disinformation actually has a tendency to like, it could shock the stock market. Of course. Right. And this is, this is a huge problem too, because I think it was, uh, in May Remdes, uh, what's the company Moderna. Okay. Moderna came out and said that they had successfully completed the trials for a vaccine. The market rallied a thousand points that day. I just stared at my TV and I'm just like, this is complete BS. Of course, There's no way. Because what anybody happened? would know that it takes years normally years. to do a traditional test. So obviously, and you know what's funny? The CEOs of this of the company actually sold shares, like wow. that 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 day. And this is public info. You could check it out. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, two weeks later, they uh, there was a there was a, uh, sorry a week later they came out and said that 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 story was fake. The stock tanked, but the market kept going up. And the market's obviously being driven up right now because of tech. Okay. Tech is just like, you can't a heavy fight. Weighted, it's a heavy weighted factor of the market. So you have like, to understand it's a baseline. It, it, it provides, it, it provides kind of like a wave. It pushes you in them that way. Exactly. So another example was Facebook. And we talked about this last time and I still pinch myself because when we finished that podcast, Facebook opened at $207 and yeah. rallied now to 246. And I was like yeah. waiting to buy it and I, <laughs> I didn't buy it. So I'm an idiot, but. But you also, it, w it wasn't wrong not to buy it at the same time. We wanted right. more of a pullback. We thought that's what we thought would happen. Right. But you, this is, this is the power of disinformation and this is the power of how quickly information gets fed into the market. So here's the question that I have right now. Wayfair. For those of you who don't know, and if you've been living under a rock these last few days, um, there has been, and right now it's being labeled a conspiracy, but there has been, and if you do the research, it's, it's, it's pretty astounding. Um, Wayfair right now is being accused of pedophile trafficking and drug trafficking through their website um, because there are various items that have prices that are absurd, like North of 10 K and that could, fit, that could fit a human in it. That could fit a human in it. And there's like code words for different names. products with names of missing yeah. children. Again, we don't know what the, we don't know whether this is true or not. Oh, really? That I didn't know. So, so the names on the things actually are connected to actual missing children. 
Yes, they're, 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 so, and again, we're not jumping to conclusions yet. We don't know the full picture, but I've had discussions with some people that the last, actually yesterday, one kid, one guy called me and he's just like, dude, like you need to stop spreading this conspiracy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not assuming a claim. I'm asking questions, right? When you ask questions, this is when the curiosity of this stuff starts to, to realize. So here's what, here's what potentially is going to happen tomorrow. Wayfair might actually dip to like 10% tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. That's how quickly information flows into the stock market, especially the way everything's operating, but you need to do the research. And if you go on their website, it's there. And to me, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to say Wayfair is like a child sex trafficking company, but if you put the pieces together and if you put what's been going on right now in the world, like I I'm skeptical. Okay. We won't know until the true story comes out. If ever we get the true story, Mm -hmm. but this is the reality of the situation. Now, the fact that it took Jeffrey Epstein 22 years to get arrested into a jail cell. And then obviously him quote commit suicide should tell you that there's powerful people out there that could suppress this information, right? It's that, fair to, is it fair to assume that or am I, look, am I a lunatic? Look, based on the old system, there's a reason why certain things got away back in the day. People were money, the, the, the fact that the masses could not be informed as, as effectively as they were now. So I don't, I don't disagree that back in the day, especially back in the day, there's a lot of dark stuff that exists, a lot. Because think of it, if you had power, if you had money, well, if I did something, wow, techno- how would anybody know? Even if they found out, almost nobody would know because why? There was no, social media wasn't a factor that allows you to become known within a day. Like the guy, who, the guy who, the police officer that killed George Floyd. The whole world knows him. The whole world, right? Yeah. But if it was 30 years ago, maybe just the city would know of him. Now the whole world knows his name. Because so of social if, media. <laughs> so if he leaves now, even if he didn't get committed, the guy has to come into a world now where he knows that everyone hates him. Everyone knows who he is. Like that alone is, 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 is to be feared. And, and like, I, like that guy, man, his life, even if I would kill myself, if the whole world hated me, it's like, why, what's the point of <laughs> slow, but, slow down? But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know. Yeah. No one's going to hire me. No one wants to be friends with me. Nobody wants to see be seen with me. My, nobody, my kids are going to, are going to, forego who I am. My wife doesn't know who I, doesn't care about who I mean. Nobody wants to engage with me anymore. I am literally a soul, a, a lonely human being in a system that hates me. You're, you're, you're scum of the earth basically is yeah, and lack literally, of a better word. That's literally how you feel. Like he has to feel that right now. So like we're, even if he didn't get punished to death or didn't go to jail, I'm telling you right now, he's going to end up living on the streets because no one's ever going to do anything for him again. Well, living on the streets. I mean, the, the guy needs to go to jail for a long time. Yeah, I, I, you know what I mean, though. I say yeah. nothing, not, even if he comes back out, nothing good's going to ever come of it for him. Well, guys like that should not be out in public, but that's, that's another conversation. We, we could do like an Australia Island thing, you know, where we're certain people that waste tax dollars that are not effective, that you want to, you want to have your own system, no problem. We'll ship you off to an island, yeah. make your own rules. Yeah, listen. So, look, the whole thing, the whole thing that we're getting at here is um, – information just spreads so quickly yeah and it can yeah. have a dramatic effect on any business it'll do any, the hawk dives it, it, yeah exactly <laughs> the, the, the really fast hawk dives that we're talking about. 
No, but seriously, it, it, it's important to ask these questions. The fact that this Wayfair story is out there. And here's the other thing too. There's a lot of media bias as well. Mm-hmm. I had a fact checker. I looked at a fact checker this morning, Snoops, which I personally just don't trust because everything that they do is, is biased towards one side. They immediately said this entire thing was false. My question to Snoops is the, is, is the following, if they're listening. Um, how do you go, how do you investigate what you just saw and draw a conclusion that it's false within two days? Or sorry, less than 24 hours, right? That These are the questions most people should be asking, right? It's not like, oh, Snoops said it's false. Okay, it's false. You're a liar, screw you. You're a conspiracy theorist because this is what's actually happening now, right? This is how people are interacting. I'm like, what are you talking about? Snoops, like that website, I, I, this is just me, but like, I'm sure you could talk to other people. Like, I, I just don't trust it. Anything that's a fact checker on that website, I do not trust it. I didn't even know. I, 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 I didn't even know that was a... Um... Here, here, here's another thing. And I'll use, I'll use this as an example, right? And again, we're, we're going back to politics, unfortunately. But... No, but again, we like what we say. Everything correlates. The way we perceive information, the way we use information, the way social media provides us with information, the way we absorb it, all impacts the, cap, the, 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 the stock market and everything. Right. It, so, it all connects. So, so as, you, as everyone knows, there's an election in the US and people want to see a debate. Mm-hmm. People want to see these two like, literally debate each other because, it, first of all, it's, it's probably going to be so entertaining when it happens. Um, there's going to be so much chirping, which I can't wait to see what happens. But- there was an article that came out last week that said, and it was an opinion article from the New York Times that said, Joe Biden should only debate Trump under these two conditions. What? If he releases his taxes and if he doesn't pardon his like group of people. And I'm like, thinking, I'm like okay, Why? so you're making up an excuse to for not. somebody who clearly does not have a functioning brain. <laughs> I'm just going to say it at this point because that's what it. everybody is thinking. Uh-huh. Um, and now what you're doing is you're basically saying, oh, okay, your candidate is literally unfit to debate this guy. And it's created this like, what aboutism type of environment where it's like, oh, you know, I'll only do this if you do this. I'm like, what happened to the process, mm-hmm. the democratic process mm-hmm. that has been going on for the last, like, whatever the country has been around for 260 it's- years do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like this 100%. is this is this is what the world has come to. It's like you know we, need, it, we need to make excuses for people who don't know how to process information at all. It's become. I think the way you see the thing is it's 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 messed up in the what's happening is in the sense that people are saying don't vote Trump. So by by automatic conclusion, it means vote Biden because if you're not going to vote Trump, it basically means you're going to go for Biden. If assuming they're the two leading candidates, that's two that's one secondly if you don't want them to have a conversation which is a, like i'm sorry but having a conversation is a huge factor in being able to analyze how your leader thinks and how he responds to criticism if you can't have that part what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> like exactly you so. need to be able to see how he thinks and engages with on-the-spot criticism. Because if he doesn't, how do you want him to be the leader of the greatest nation on what's supposed to be the greatest nation? I'm, I'm just going to say supposed to because some are going to say yes, some are going to say no. So I'm just going to take the middle ground. This way nobody can attack me. <laughs> the supposed greatest nation on earth. After, but my support is they have the biggest companies, in the, some of the biggest companies. And the, the whole system runs on most of the companies that are in the United States. So I'll still give them that kind of power. 
but you have like guys like a conversation has to be had it has to always be had you can't not say no because unless he does this if that's an issue let them have the conversation that's one criteria what you're missing, let's say that, let's say that uh, the, the releasing of the tax is another issue. That's another issue. Which, Make I, don't, it, I, don't, I, don't, which I don't think is. It's a, a separate bit, issue though. It should it's not. A, it, it should, it should not. It should not, it should not impact it too. No, exactly. Because if it's, it's an like, issue, yeah. Let's, let's talk about solving problems. the real problem right 100%. now. 100%. Not, not what some old Joe Schmo <laughs> said or did back in you know, 1933 or 19, 1983, sorry, you know, like, but this is, this is just how the world works now. Like everyone is so quick to judge, you know, I, I was at a, I'll never forget this. I was at a, I was at a dinner party, uh, last year and, um, obviously politics gets brought up very quickly and, um, you could tell there was a lot of anti-Trump sentiment there. And I just asked the question. I was just like, listen, like, what do you tell, like, can I, can I just ask you a question? Like what, what, what did you think Trump did wrong in this situation? And this is the most common answer I get from people who just don't like him. And they're just like, do you see how the, do you see the way he talks? Do you see the way he engages with people? Do you see that what he said back in 2005, like grab him by the pussy, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, wait a minute. So you're, judging someone's ability to lead on pretty much something that one, he apologized for and two, for someone who's not a, a politician to begin with. And right? he's, he's more in the public eye than anyone and, and ever in presidency history. A hundred, he's, well, he's in the news every day. He's in the news every day. And he was always there. He had his own show. He, his and he's always tweeting. No other president in history. Will you ever be fully look guys? Even if you dislike him, the fact that as a, as an investment mindset, the fact that I can be fully aware of every factor occurring means that I can better hedge myself. As a pure preparedness factor, I can prepare myself far better knowing he's the leader than anybody else, purely from the fact right now that he engages with us more than anyone else. I'm always aware of what he's thinking. Whether I like it or not, I can hedge it. Exactly. I can, I can hedge his... He, he's an idiot. He's smart is not the factor. My point is this as a critical thinker, if I'm trying to hedge, if I'm trying to succeed in my life, I'm trying to do this in the system and he runs it. I'm fully aware of everything he's doing. If I'm fully aware of everything he's doing, that means my decisions <coughs> can be more aligned with ensuring that what he might do won't impact me negatively. It's funny though, because the argument on the other side is always like, well, he shouldn't be tweeting. And I'm like, really? Like, then what should he not be doing? Why? To your point, to your point, Nick, we've never had somebody who's this active and given direct access to, to, to you. Like you can literally go on Twitter and you could, you could, you're, he's talking to you. Yeah. Which is whether why you, and again, whether yeah. you like it or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think, so I think now this connects down to like the whole, uh, stakeholder equity. So the people are stakeholders, of the system, just like in the capital land stake and uh, the landscape companies have stakeholders, which are made up of shareholders, which are made up of management, which is made up of, of, uh, the customers, everyone that engages with the company is considered a stake, a stakeholder, uh, a stakeholder yeah. in the system. Everybody that's a citizen and every company is considered a stakeholder of the system in the premise of companies, shareholders and stakeholders were an important factor because they created the culture and it helped create the perception of the company. 
with everything going on with the way social media is social media is with the way people perceive information so quickly, the way people conclude biases right away. I think now for companies and for the political landscape, having departments focus more on PR to have Face, to have a real face in the face in front of people is important so that stakeholders can better understand and be more transparent among its stakeholders. Because with the way things are, if they don't do that, misinformation can have a very negative impact on the system and the company. Like a company can easily tank because someone assumes something. Reddit is powerful nowadays. You know, you can put something within 24 hours, it spreads like crazy. And then all of a sudden you assume something right or wrong and the stock can tank. Well, it's the Tesla example, right? Yeah. People, people just posted on Reddit. Um, you know, the fact, I think we talked about this with Jen, but like Reddit, Reddit, Reddit is just, it's, it's an alternative source now for, for missing, for, for information and disinformation. And look, anywhere where you have, look, the thing is, the reality is, is anywhere where people have the open space to speak, there will always be both. To assume the platform itself will only provide one type or the other is wrong. The platform is like, should be like reality. If I come unless to- Unless it's I, a news, unless it's a news channel. Yeah, well, then, then they ahead. control, yeah, because then they control, okay. then they have control. But an open source platform like Facebook, where they should be able to put whatever they have, Instagram, Twitter, that's the idea. If I go to the street and I go to a random person and I engage in a conversation, the conversation that's about to occur should be the way I should go about and be able to go on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and have a random conversation. <clears throat> the only limit should be, you shouldn't be able to threat somebody. You shouldn't be able to put violence out there. Other than that, free game. Let the open platform show who is dumb and who is smart. That's the purpose of a, of a, of a debate and a conversation in the public's eyes. Let me see who can think. Let me see who can't think. I, I, and I think, listen, these are, man, like, these are all important questions. And I find that's just like people need to ask these questions. Anytime you get a piece of information, like digest it. Don't draw conclusions to it. You know, I, 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 read, I read a bunch of disinformation too. And I'm just like, this is, there's something wrong here. Maybe I should investigate a little bit deeper. I don't waste too much time with it, you know, but I think you and I, I think the one thing that we have in common is we're like, we're truth seekers, right? Like we're always curious about like what the truth actually is. But I don't think that should inhibit someone's ability to become a very good investor. Remember right? what I mean, right? You're not afraid to be, you're not afraid to be wrong. A hundred percent. And I think that's the other thing. I think that's the other thing too, right? Like you literally need to be able to say, look, if I'm wrong and I said what I said, I'm accepting, I'm accepting full responsibility for that. And I'll move forward and just move forward. People want to dwell on that. It's like the people that are dwelling on that, they've been waiting for that opportunity. And it's just like, what have you been doing? Guys, there's so much information out there or it's, to not make a mistake is, is unplausible. Like you just can't not, not make a mistake. You, you will always make a mistake. Everyone makes it. You just have to be aware of your, your, of that conclusion you made that may not be right. And just move forward with it because why, why it doesn't define you. It's one little moment, move on and improve. That's it. Or develop a better theory or this it's science science you create you, you you create a hypothesis you try to answer it if it cannot be answered you try to improve the question you you better define your question so you can better isolate what it is you're trying to solve i think look i think that's 
that's really the claim, right? I'm just reading something here, like fact checkers. And it's just like, there's three, there's three posts right here. Like Washington post bias to the left. That's owned by Jeff Bezos, Toronto star, a little bit of a left, left center in Canada, CNN, very left, you know, like these are the questions you have to ask. It's like, these guys all have an agenda, <laughs> right? So what I've started doing now is I've literally got a list of sources that I just, when I see something, I know it's there, but I don't, I don't like, like I'll read it and I'll be like, there's something wrong here. And then I'll read something else that's on the other side. I'll be like, okay, there's something here going on that needs to be connected. What is it? Okay. I don't spend all my time doing that, but I think it's, this is, this is the way to critically think about this stuff too. If you don't have that approach, like you're, you're just gonna, you're, you're, you're going to see an article. You're going to be like, okay, this is true. And then like, you're, you're, you're going to just start talking about it with a lot of, with a lot of other people. And here's, here's an issue. People are going to go out and start accusing people. Oh, you shouldn't be posting this. You shouldn't be posting that. Here's a question. Instead of attacking them, is it because you're afraid you may, you may misinterpret what they're posting? If you don't like something, okay, accept it. Base your own conclusion afterwards. Don't have to, you don't, you don't have to take their information as is. Let them, let people talk the way they want to talk. And then you create your own conclusions based on what you absorb. That's, that's open dialogue. Yeah. Have a beer with somebody. Go work out with somebody. Talk to them about this stuff. You know? I make posts all the time. And sometimes I make posts that I literally say, agree, disagree. I couldn't care less. If you want to challenge me, come and challenge me. <laughs> I am more than happy. But, but here's the thing. Make sure you're not afraid that if you do something really, really, really stupid or you get really personal with me, that I don't take it and I now post it in front of everybody's eyes because I will gladly do it. And you could do it to me. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid of my words. I have literally made it my mission to make sure that I master how I think and how I put my thoughts out there so that people cannot misinterpret any of my words. And I'm making that my, I'm trying to specialize in that. I'm trying to make that my mission because I want people to connect with me, my mind. So for doing to do that, I have to try to be as objective and critical as possible. But if you want to come at me, I'm happy to come at me. Go ahead. But make sure you don't get personal. Because if you get personal, I'm more than happy to share everything you say with the public. And then I'll let the public figure out what they want to do with you afterwards. <laughs> I Basically, everyone's been warned. Nah, I mean, if you want to debate Nick, you better come prepared. And if you I, take it personally, then you're just a weak-minded person. <laughs> I have people that say that- I We're just speaking the truth, by the way. Yeah, if you I have take something personally that you don't agree with, that's your problem. You've got, you've got a problem up here. I'm just saying that. It's not like, an easy thing to swallow it, by it, most people. It's funny because at the end of the day, we say we should expect us to be able to do that to all our leaders. So you want to do it to leaders, but you don't want to do it to the mass people. Why? Why can't I go criticize and be critical of how people talk and what they say, but we, we want to do it to the leaders? You should do it to everybody. This way, people become more uh, thoughtful and they second get second they question a second time their critical thinking or what they're about to say people are too openly too easily say things without thinking because there's no consequence but you need in real life if I was to go on the street and I was to go in somebody's face and do stupid shit half most likely you would have been knocked out but because you're on social media there's no threat so nobody, people are very, people don't have to care as much about how they think and they don't have to be cautious of their, of their behaviors, but you have to be cautious because you will get, 
you will have consequences eventually. And if you come at me, that is not a problem, but don't be afraid. I just, I'm very direct and I come off strong, but that's just who I am because I'm confident in how I talk. I'm not, I'm not attacking the individual. I'm attacking your words. That's it. Well, I, I don't want to use, the, I don't think the word attack is there. No, I think you're challenge, but, challenging, exactly. challenging the way of thinking. But right? people, people will perceive it as an attack, but right. it's not an attack. Right. But that's just, again, this comes back to people's ability to look at other people, other people's viewpoints and to say, okay, why is this person saying this? Not, oh, this person is a moron. Let's shut him up. Again, disinformation and perception of information. Now this is, this is literally the world that we have to live in. There's so much crap out there. There's so much good stuff out there too that you need to be able to filter through it. But and if you don't- more if, crap than good. And, and that's the thing, right? Because people have an agenda and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of powerful people out there that have an agenda and they want to push a certain narrative onto, onto other people. And you're either going to fall in one bucket or the other bucket. And I think you just, you, you, you got to pay attention to this. It is so critical, especially in 2020 to, to really- filter through this. I would say the most important thing too is you've got goals. I've got goals. Stay on that pathway. Stay focused on that as well. Don't let the other stuff distract you. But when you see stuff that you think is important, look at it objectively and say, holy shit, like I should really investigate what the hell's going on. Guys, you can look at it. Remember, look at it. Math always helps clear things up. Look at probability. Look in the sense of probability. If you know that the majority of people of the mass, which the majority of people are on social media. So if the majority of the people are misinformed and do not understand things, even though sometimes the majority of people believe something, it doesn't make it right. Because usually the minority thought can also be right. You have to... It's a numbers game sometimes. Information spreads easily when a lot of people believe something. <clears throat> but just because a lot of people it's, it's believe like broken, something- It's like broken telephone. <clears throat> exactly. Right? You, you look at all the, uh, I, I, from a perspective, there's so many religions out there. Every religion thinks that every other religion is wrong. But because there's, there's so many people within a certain religion, well, it's perceived as being part of the system. But it doesn't mean they're right you guys have to absorb things critically. You know, like just take your, it's always patience and time, man. Just, you guys have to, people start thinking like a computer. That's how I see it. Think uh-huh. like a computer. That's, that's your dude. That's like the most accurate thing. Cause emotion, that's, that's why computers are so good at filtering through information. There's no emotion involved. You have right? the way we process information has to be like a computer. The way we live our lives is where emotions comes in. But the way we process information cannot be because of feelings. It cannot. You have to learn to separate that. We just have to. I think that's a lot of information for today. <laughs> um, we, we've said, I think, a lot of stuff, but there is a lot of stuff happening now that you, you, everyone I think should just be questioning. It's like, what is going on? Why is this happening? You know, not look at it and say, Oh, that's not true. There's no way that's true. You know, because when something seriously happens or affects you personally, and if it happens, God forbid, uh, to someone close to you, you're, you're, you're not going to, I find you're mentally just not going to be as prepared to handle it as opposed to looking at a situation and saying, okay, I knew that this was around, but it doesn't surprise me that this is going on. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%.
Like because it just, of, it's a mental, there, it's a mental preparation. It's a mental preparation. There's a pattern of, if there's a pattern of these type of, of things happening, it's normal that another one comes out because it's, it's, it's not like it's never happened before. So, you know, so there's those, there's a pattern of behaviors. So you're conclu- so you, it's normal to assume a conclusion based on a pattern of behaviors, but then you also have to ask yourself, is there a leap in my conclusion or is there, is there evidence that can allow me to pr- yield that conclusion? At the end of the day, guys, you have to understand something because of the fact that the system is made up of people, even if as an investor, whatever the case may be, if you want to be attentive to everything going on, being aware of how people engage with information, being aware of how people talk, being aware of how the geopolitical landscape is dealing is, is playing out. All these things impact the capital landscape. And because all these things impact the capital landscape, it is a part of the job of an investor to be aware of these factors because everything clashes. If politics did impact, did not impact whatsoever my money, guess what? I would not care a dime, but it does. So I must care. It's all intertwined, man. It's all intertwined. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Nick, uh, your book's out. It's been, what, three weeks? Two three weeks, weeks now? No, three weeks. Yeah. So check, check out Nick's book, uh, The Intelligent Millennial. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you next week. Ciao, guys.